This week on Trek Mary Kill. Vidian's bathtub monkey. Next. Take a deep breath. This is Catherine Janeway. And hold it. I've never liked saying goodbye. For an entire hour. But I want you all to know that serving as your captain has been the most extraordinary experience of my life. No captain could ask more than what this crew has given. We wish you a safe and a speedy journey home. Janeway's farewell. Janeway out. Star Trek Voyager. An all-new episode this week only on UPN. Trek, Mary, kill. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Kristen. Welcome to Trek, Mary, Kill, where we examine and judge episodes of Star Trek like a pair of maroon science nerds looking for protein cofactors. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is next week. And so I figured while we're doing our two-hander theme, which I've been saying was just a month, I just figured let's just pull it forward a couple more weeks and add a little romance to the proceedings. What do you think about that, Kristen? I think Chakotay wants a two-hander. <laughs> <laughs> to the face um <laughs> so, i couldn't resist i'm sorry i'll be here all week <laughs> last year for valentine's day we happened to do tng's sub rosa yes we did but kristen i'm sorry to say there's no there's zero ghost f-ing in this one zero there is the ghost of f-ing, though as janeway and chakotay don't even come close not even a little bit <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I wanted you to have a little romance for Valentine's Day, but I don't, I'm not so sure that it registers on the romance scale at all. Do you uh, typically do something fun or romantic for Valentine's Day? No, and I'll tell you why. It's because if you want to go out to eat, it's all a set menu, and it's overpriced, and it's crowded. Huh. And, it's, and I don't like crummy chocolate. Um, so no. I've always been against it uh, for those for those practical reasons. Yeah, those are good. Not even like, oh, I don't. It's commercialized. I don't care about that. I, I mean, every holiday is commercialized. I mean, we live in a capitalist society, so no, it's just that I'm not a curmudgeon. I just I don't like dealing with people, so I don't like going out with the crowds. And it's got and it's like people who go out. This is like their only nice meal all year. Sometimes. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, uh, you know, like, or like it's yeah. like, or it's like people who in new relationships. I don't want to be around that. That's, <laughs> no, 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 not the hour. No, I do. I do love the person I'm with, and I like having opportunities to go and and do stuff. But yeah, I think, and she's not really down for for what you said. Same reason, set menu. So you got the extra cost, the extra hassle. But like around Valentine's Day, then that seems fine. And sometimes at the places you want to go, you can get. Good tables because people are saving, you know, waiting for Valentine's Day uh, formally. So it can all. And work last year, my husband ordered like a little bouquet with like a balloon, and then it, it was a, it got delivered, and it was a fucking happy birthday balloon. They gave oh. him the wrong thing. Can you imagine if it was a new relationship? Wow, that's uh, that's a weird mistake to make. I mean, what did they think? <laughs> happy birthday, same yeah, Valentine's exactly. Or whatever. I mean, that wasn't even his birthday, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah so i guess i'm just bringing it up because a a little romance and um why not let's get into the 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 mood about two (laughs) people with covid 
who have to <laughs> who have to uh, lay low in yeah. quarantine. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about the penultimate episode of Star Trek Voyager's second season, Resolutions, written by Jerry Taylor, directed by Alexander Singer. It debuted on May 13th, 1996 on the United Paramount Network, UPN. Rest in peace. This is the episode that aired the week after Tuvix. Amazing. I saw, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> We got we got a tonal we have a tonal change non serialized episodic television amazing. So if you were like just recording on the VCR and you're like I'll catch up with these back to back. When last we saw Janeway, she was standing alone <laughs> in the in the in the corridor, <laughs> like the weight of the world, just like absolutely broken. And then the next shot we get. She's in a stasis tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, an interesting uh, set of events there. Memory Alpha describes this one as Voyager is forced to abandon Captain Janeway and Chakotay when they are infected with a terminal illness. Tuvok leads Voyager in a mission to find a cure. What Memory Alpha doesn't tell you is that there's a monkey. <laughs> like an actual you know... monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. It's supposed to represent an indigenous primate on this planet. That Janeway and Chakotay really just no effort lazily renamed New Earth. Just the most <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. Like no effort. <laughs> come up with something a little bit New Earth. Like you didn't like you didn't workshop that at all. You named it after the place you were trying to get back to, but then you beam down to a planet, you got bit by a bug, and then for some reason the planet prevents you from dying, so you have to stay there. So you're gonna name it after Earth? Why not? Yeah, we should probably call it what it really is. Universal <laughs> City. <laughs> or, I don't know. I don't know where they filmed it, but it's the San Fernando Valley. Uh, it was in the Los Angeles National Forest, San Gabriel Mountains. Okay. And it includes some night shooting, which is both expensive. And for a show like Star Trek, which is usually yeah, stage bound, must have been yeah pretty intense for some of those people. Uh, to me, the monkey was the best part of the episode. It was a spider monkey, and I'll talk a little bit about it more later. But some some quick, rapid romance questions. Kristen, mm-hmm. this is Janeway and Chakotay trapped in a plant together because I guess through testing, you know, showing Taurus in Las Vegas or whatever, various episodes, the Janeway-Chakotay friction was popping. Or there was something there, I guess. Sure. But I guess, so that's what the the motivator is. There's no chemistry here. Okay. (laughs) So do you remember being in school and like having a crush on someone and then having to do some activity, like be in the same group as them, you know, with that crush or just whatever? Like, did you ever have those situations? Just you're with a crush and you have to be with them, either one-on-one or just in a group. And then like think that, oh, what if we got marooned here forever? (laughs) Or you use the opportunity to kind of like explore the dynamic between you because, you know, crushes are all, always in our heads first. And then some people yes. are courageous enough. Well, to, yes, to obviously. I'm a, hum- yes. I'm a human being. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I had I definitely had that. There was someone through grade school. We were went to grade school together uh, who I had a huge crush on all the years. And then like in seventh or eighth grade, I think. We were sitting together. I think we were just sitting together, which maybe heightened the crush. Like we were next to each other in class. Mm-hmm. And then we had an like an art project. And it was just like draw pictures of 
each of people portraits. And because I was like dead tired, it was like the first class in the morning, which having art first thing in the morning was great. No lie. But uh, I was like, I'm just going to drown myself. I just looked at myself in the mirror. I, I was like the first kid in my class going through puberty anyway. So I was very, very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. So I was very much drawing myself. And then I looked over and she was drawing me too. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. When it was over though, she made kind of like a, a caricature version and was very pleased oh. with herself. And so I was like, ah. Well, nevertheless, <laughs> look at him. He's got a beard and he's 13 or whatever, right? Yeah, it was a mustache. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, beard came later. I was the first kid in my school to have a mustache. And I actually left a year and then I went back and, and I did like a bit of growing and I was taller than most. And you've met me in real life. I'm taller than not even a fire hydrant now. But there was a time period where I had a one little Ryan is of a totally normal height. <laughs> but he I was as tall moment. as me, but I'm a tall person. Yes, uh, you you are tall, but like every, to me, everyone's tall. So anyway, so I had that one little advantage for a brief little time. Uh, period and um and i had the mustache that was that was the thing i was known for so um anyway i guess there was there was a guy that we went to junior high school with in eighth grade he had a full beard nice and a friend i i won't say his name because i don't know what happened to him but he was a very nice young man but a friend of mine was like oh yeah i went to (laughs) i went to because i had moved here and then uh my friend was like oh yeah i went to elementary school with that guy he's always been a pubescent monstrosity and i was like wow definitely not faking his age yeah i know yeah i want to see some id yeah hopefully he's doing well probably still shaving five times three times a day or whatever uh the happy ending to my story was that she wound up we would go to completely different high schools like completely geographically separated whatever different friend groups different life whatever but through series of events she wound up getting married to one of my very best friends from high school. Oh, wow. And he is like one of the... Did you go is, to the wedding? No, 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 no. Oh. Because, because the time the <laughs> wedding came around, I was like not even... We weren't... He and I were not hanging out like oh, in the same city or anything. Oh. But he is like a saint on this earth. So I was like, okay, everything worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh and it was good. Yeah. Uh, my eighth grade crush yeah we went to different schools we literally never like different high schools we literally never saw each other again no i know do you remember the first time you saw this episode talking about resolutions now yeah it was earlier today (laughs) would you qualify it as a harlequin romance um i don't know what that means is that like hold on there is an actual definition which we okay we owe it to me i have heard of that but i thought it was like a brand of like romance novel is uh, okay i've see. never read them so i don't know but it's exactly basically the definition well don't romance no- novels have fucking in them though so yes no. that's true but they're okay so harlequin is a type of romance for sure it's a like a branded a publishing company they're romantic uplifting couple focused stories that invite readers to get swept away to glamorous destinations all over the world and experience all the intensity emotion and sparkle of falling in love the sensuality level is low the bedroom door stays shut but the emotion is high oh no oh i mean yes i guess except that 
nobody falls in love. There's definitely yes. no sex in it, though. The bedroom door. They didn't have a bedroom door, but it stays closed, metaphorically. Uh, have you ever interacted with the spider monkey or any kind of primate in real yes, life? Yes, I, I, I have, and I don't like primates um, because I did interact with a primate, a, a chimpanzee. No, oh. it was a orangutan, sorry, um, at a zoo once when I was a child. It was wearing a diaper, and it stunk so bad. Uh, and I was like, oh, these animals are being abused. And so yeah, anytime I see like a monkey or a primate in a movie, I'm like, Ugh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm delighted by them, but I don't oh, like, oh my God, I can't, no, I, I don't the zoo primates, want them. forget yeah. it. I, no, I don't want to have anything to do with them. I'm certainly not going to be like Janeway trying to talk to it and ask it like complicated questions. <laughs> They seem to have an emotional bond, though. She had a little bit, little bit more chemistry with, with the spider monkey than she did. Yeah, with oh, Chikoche. that's for sure. <laughs> that's wow. That lead me right into my next question: Do Kate Mulgrew and Robert Beltran have chemistry? No. Your opinion is an expert opinion, so that's it. That's the end of it. Yes, <laughs> I, I just absolutely not. Though both of them give really good performances. I thought there was a reality to both of them, but I think the episode lands. I think the episode actually does more work to convince us of something that's we, that's not evident on camera. Yeah. But even in saying that the episode does not land on, there was something here and they walked away from it. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, if (laughs) only, yeah, no, it was like they had the opportunity. didn't go for it and we'll never speak of it again. Um, Have you seen Saltburn? Yes. Okay, I feel like the bathwater has more chemistry than these two. Okay. Well, Barry Keogh, P- yeah, Keogh and the, the bathwater. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he has yeah. he has a lot more chemistry with the with the gravesite than uh, <laughs> with a pile of dirt. <laughs> yeah, pile of dirt. Um, but that's I mean, real acting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we get like a you know, we get a massage and a handhold and a couple of passing glances, and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. And I think the entire premise is what if a man and woman were stranded together? <laughs> Wouldn't they naturally at least think about fucking, which I actually think is a pretty rational question to ask. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the episode actually but- does a pretty good job of going. Yes. And in this case, they are not interested. <laughs> but also in this case, they've already been marooned on a ship. Yes. Together. They're double marooned. I didn't even think about that. And imagine being, I mean, not marooned, but stuck on a planet with nobody else except the spider monkey with a coworker. And in Janeway's um, situation, a subordinate. Like, yuck. I was going to issue the normal memory alpha describes it as, and I would just say, this episode's about what if you got COVID and had to quarantine with your boss in a hotel room for two weeks? <laughs> I would die. It's actually closer to what the episode, I, the like, spring well, point well, is. Both of us would escape because we just, no, uh, no, absolutely so not. So I've got some thoughts from writer Jerry. And by Taylor, the way, who, um, listeners, Brian does have COVID. Yes. Right now, that in case you were wondering. <laughs> This is my first bout of COVID. Uh, it is suboptimal. And uh, I was vaccinated multiple times. So that statistically, hopefully. You got the light latest one? I still got it pretty bad, though, which made me go, man, okay. if I if I were unvaccinated, I probably mm-hmm. would have 
wind up in the ER. I still haven't gotten it. The mm. COVID, I haven't gotten the Knocking vaccine. On wood. Yeah. And I have a small child, so I actually think that he's immune. And that is the only reason that I have not gotten COVID yet. A miracle child in every way <laughs> turns my my coal of a heart turns it into a real heart whenever i see him he's just adorable yeah. uh just a real charmer okay <laughs> i have some thoughts from writer, Jerry. So having yes. a weird sexual thing with your coworker. don't recommend it no no uh, and i can probably also, count on one hand the amount of coworkers i was like even passively attracted to it was many years ago in an off, yeah, exactly. In an office situation, very few and far between. In a starship mm. situation, maybe the situation is different. I don't know. Well, any part <laughs> in a storm. I mean, yeah, there we go. It's, it, it, it's the navy, right? Like they base it on the navy, and but I think that's like what happens on the ship stays on the ship situation. So I've got some thoughts from writer Jerry Taylor, who was Voyager showrunner for the first four seasons. She also ran TNG in its final season. Uh, this one, she said, Resolutions is the episode I had the most fun with all year. Uh, and before this episode uh, aired, she expected that its hints of romance between Janeway and Chakotay would please many viewers. This is all in Memory Alpha. She says, this is the show that is going to make a lot of people happy, at least according to the mail that I get, because it basically traps Commander Chakotay and Captain Janeway alone together on a desert island planet. <laughs> Robert mm-hmm. Beltran, the Chakotay actor, felt that his character's relationship with Janeway on the planet was not deep enough. It's Star Trek mm-hmm. romance, which means we touch hands and it's supposed to be thrilling. <laughs> I actually really like when Robert Beltran gets pissy, which is his default mode now in uh, oh. 2023, 2024. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he he just bitches about everything and people oh, okay. don't like him for it. But um, I, mean, I, still I already like do that. I'm not even that yeah. old, so... But I like his because it's rare that you hear like every actor associated with Star Trek nowadays. They're like, it's amazing. It's an honor. The trailblazer. You know what I mean? Like it's very mm-hmm. pablum focused. And he's like, that that one sucked. That wasn't good. <laughs> like, he's one of the few that still do that. Uh, but he's, he did go on to say, uh, I think it turned out to be a very good story. I think that it cements our relationship, not necessarily in a romantic way. But certainly a very strong friendship is cemented there and solidified. I think, again, some more layers of Chakotay's inner self are stripped bare. And he's very, very vulnerable in this episode. I I kind of agree, even though I don't really like Robert Beltran. I, I kind of agree with that whole assessment of it. You don't like that, him that as is, a person? I, I think I, based on his public persona today, I trend, I tend to think more in that direction. of I Maybe he doesn't seem like a cool guy, but... Uh, all that said, that is what the episode feels like it lands on. It's like, nope, we're just friends, <laughs> like really mm-hmm. good friends. So I, I agree with that. Uh, property master Alan Sims was responsible for casting the monkey that appears. Uh, <laughs> is it the we- same monkey they had in Friends? Do we know? No, it is not. Uh, okay. That definitely would have been all over there. Um, it anyway, looks kind this- of the same. Does it? well, you can't tell the size of it though because he's so he's never like actually in the in the same shot as the people. Right. He's well, and he's a spider monkey, which I think Marcel was. Yeah. Is anyway. Mm-hmm. So on command, this spider monkey could walk on its hind legs with its tail erect, and then Alan Sims says, "At first, Rick Berman just laughed. He couldn't believe that a spider monkey, which you can find in any zoo, would look convincingly alien." But when I showed him photographs of what the monkey could do, he said, ha, that looks alien enough to me. Book them. Book. 
And if you are listening and you're a struggling actor, that's probably that probably hurts to hear. <laughs> uh, the duration of the events in this episode it takes place over three months, which is the one of the longest mm-hmm. times the viewers spend with characters in a single episode of Star Trek that does not involve flashbacks, time travel, or resetting the timeline. Just thought that was interesting to note. That was definitely something. I wasn't going to say a no-no, but it was extremely unusual in 1996. Yeah. And then I think it's not that much more usual, but I think audiences are a little more comfortable with that idea. And it's not something you want to do all the time anyway, but like uh, it's anyway, something worth pointing out. And then this is the fifth and final time Voyager encounters the Vidians. This is our second time covering it. The last time was in deadlock. Um, we haven't done their very first episode. They've got the phage, which is kind of like a cool thing for them. Their entire species is constantly dying and needs body parts. Kind of an interesting mm-hmm. adversary. Just alluded to in this yeah. episode. Uh, the doctor is called by his Vidian name, uh, Dr. Dinara Pell, when she's contacting him, Shmulis. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't Beautiful remember name. life science. Yeah, exactly. Just I wish I could have named my son that. Wow. <laughs> Shmulis. This is, this is my baby. Shmulis. <laughs> my son is also named Shmulis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we hear out of Shmulis license plates in the gift shop. <laughs> uh, and then in perhaps my last note, and perhaps one of the big red flags during the early days of Voyager, because I don't think people realize after Deep Space Nine, even with Deep Space Nine, uh, Star Trek was uh, on shaky ground pretty much season to season ratings wise. And I think Voyager was maybe a little bit softer or was in a little bit of jeopardy more than they thought it would be in the first couple of seasons. Anyway, this is a May sweeps episode. She just killed a dude in two Vicks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this episode had like, I don't know. I think it's like a well-produced, well-made directed it like the writing they're going for something i think it all is like really clean and neat you know it's it's the showrunner writing the episode the romance for the captain finally this whole will they won't they thing that's maybe been there for some viewers it's a big episode and it wound up being the least watch of voyager's second season wow with, well with- do you think perhaps the previous episode turned some people <laughs> off it's possible. Has that been explored? Do they do some uh, some polling? <laughs> I mean, if Tuvix had been in this episode, it would have been very strange. I don't. <laughs> but anyway, Kristen, just to tell you how bad the ratings were for this one, just four and a half million people watched it, which would have been, which is I think more than people watched ABC the entire season last year. <laughs> Wait, how, wait, sorry, what was it? Four and a half million viewers for this episode of Star Trek Voyager in 1996. Oh, that's not very good even for today for a network show. I think Gossip Girl got like two and a half or whatever. They're like, oh, it's a success because they're all like teenagers. And so I don't know. I think uh, by comparison, I think like Sunday Night Football gets regularly like 30 million. I mean, but at the same time, a lot of people missed out on Janeway trying to charm a monkey. Which mm-hmm. I very much appreciate it. So, all right, let's get to the... Come here, monkey, come here. Yes. <laughs> I think he likes me. Uh, all right, let's get to the greats. Mm-hmm. Great scenes. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily say great scene, but I laughed pretty hard. Chakotay makes Janeway a bathtub. Oh. So <laughs> so she's like, the only thing I'm going to miss here is my bathtub. And then um, he's like off in the forest 
for weeks or whatever. And she's like, are you going to tell me what what you're making? And then it eventually cuts to her in a makeshift bathtub, luxuriating, bathing herself like a 90s soap commercial. (laughs) And it's being heated by rocks that have been hit but with the phaser, which I should have put in Best Trek Tropes, but I forgot, and I'll do it now. (laughs) But um, very cute. Like, her just sitting there, naked as the day she was born, luxuriating in her bath, her her homemade bath. Is this a gendered thing? Do more women stay interested in, in bathtubs as we age? And uh, because, I, I mean, I'm sure all little kids, boys and girls like, like being in the tub. And now I'm like, I, I'm not interested in sitting in the bathtub. Um, yeah, you know what it is? I think it's because it's like one of the few times we get to ourselves. Yes, that makes sense. Whereas I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I feel like men get more time to themselves in general or like even things like, I don't know, like my, like for instance, my husband, like while he's working, he'll like watch a movie while he's doing it. But I feel like I'm just constantly doing stuff like i don't have time to myself so yeah like if i'm in the bathtub you can't come in yeah no it's good but janeway's just doing it right out there in the open it's almost like a hot tub more than anything yeah, it is more like a hot tub but she is completely naked and she's got soap and she's scrubbing that's right that's right <laughs> uh i like the the teaser i thought it was great to set up the episode just you know janeway and chakotay are in these uh stasis tubes it's got this weird hum and then they wake up they're they're awakened by voyager which is in orbit and the doctor's giving it to him straight it's like i've been working on this for a long time and i got nothing and uh and then i i just i thought it was a nice setup the music everything was on point it felt very pitched very big and it felt like they were really trying to be like this is a big deal episode and uh you get that feeling right away um that scene where you were talking about the bathtub where she's like, where have you been in the woods the last few days? I'm like, he's obviously jerking off. Yeah. Please Cause that's like such a, that's like <laughs> such a urban legend and it's not even urban legend. Like you literally find pornography in the, in the woods. Like that's what men do. They go off in the woods and they jerk off, but that's, like they, if they don't have their own room. Yeah. But they, that's, you know, what they could be is just taking longer baths. That's the thing, Brian. Now we figured it out. <laughs> There we go. We've solved the ladies taking long baths. That's their version of jerking off in the woods to a 30 year old playboy magazine. Those aren't all shampoo bottles, Uh, but she, (laughs) but that's the head to that scene is she's like, where have you been? And he's like, I'm thinking of building a bathtub. And she's like, Oh, great. And then they get the message from Tuvok saying, Hey, we're about to be out of communication range. We want to say goodbye. And then Janeway gives her speech. You know, I I never like saying goodbye. So I'll make this brief. Um, and I don't, I just thought it was a nice scene. I thought it was a great scene. Her saying goodbye mm-hmm. to the crew. I don't know if the actual message is all that great. What I'll really remember is the fun. Like that's <laughs> short of like, ah, I don't know. And then Chakotay doesn't even get to say goodbye. They like <laughs> remember, barely remember last week when I killed that guy you all became friends with. <laughs> that I'll miss that kind of stuff. Anyway, bye Yeah, <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was a great scene. And then when she's in the bathtub and she sees the monkey, I, I all the scenes with the monkey, basically, I'm like, great scene. Amazing. Fantastic work, everybody. 
<laughs> good performance from the monkey. But I, I think I'm really just I mean, I enjoy how much how captivated Kate Mulgrew is able to play Janeway. Like she's really like, oh, oh my gosh, it's a local primate. Like they had to deal with bug bites, and I need to study bug bites for our research. Um, so I thought that was if we're gonna solve this virus. So I don't know. I just really like how captivated she was by it. Uh, any other great scenes you want to oh, mention? Yeah, okay. have um, yeah. So at one point, it kind of. I mean, this is not so much a great scene. It's more of a question. I don't have. It's yeah. Um, so when Ensign Kim is basically like, shouldn't we just contact the Vididi? Vidian, sorry, I put it down wrong. Um, and Tuvok is like, no. And then I'm like, wait a minute, is Ensign Kim going to stage a mutiny? Because he's talking to two other crew members, and I'm like, they're not smart enough to pull that off. <laughs> okay, so on the bridge when they're passing the Vidian convoy, and Harry Kim's bringing it to his attention, he's like, hey, maybe we can ask him. I wrote for that scene, uh, Tuvok owns Harry Kim using facts mm-hmm. and logic. Yeah. <laughs> because Harry gives a couple of reasons, and then Tuvok says, that bit of sophistry is not terribly persuasive, Edson. Oh, yes. But, and then he has, he has a little temper tantrum. He has an outburst on the bridge, and, and, uh, and Tom has to say, Harry... Back off, man. Cool it. Uh, yeah, but you're Tom. absolutely right. And Tom's not like <laughs> the most even keeled guy. But you're totally right, Kristen, because the whole time I'm like, I can't believe that the B story for this, which is a fine B story, but it's like the last adult on the ship is Tuvok, and now mm-hmm. he's got a boat of children. <laughs> it's like, this is not going to go well. And it yeah, goes and know, like oh, let's bring Bolana Torres into this. I'm sure this is all going to be great. And I'm like, uh, look at this brain trust. Just not. <laughs> this isn't going to work. But uh, okay. And then my next one is Tuvok is in his quarters lounging with a drink yes. in his robe. <laughs> yes, the purple robe. Yeah. He is the <laughs> ladies' man. <Enter>. In this. <laughs> yeah, and then he also <laughs> at the same scene though. He reminds Ensign Kim, which I did not know this because I did not, I have not seen every episode of Voyager, that they recently were responsible for blowing up a Vidian ship and killing 300 on board, and that maybe they could be possibly still a little steamed over that. <laughs> and you know what? It turns out they are. <laughs> it's a really good scene. I remember when I first saw this because I saw it when it first came out. So, you know, I'm like, I'm not like really on Harry Kim's side. I'm not on the crew side this whole time. I'm like, seems pretty straightforward. If you love Janeway a lot, then you know what she's about. And she gave this order. She was clearly doing it to like save you. And I get it. The whole conflict is like, well, it's hard for the crew to just be like, that's it. That's how we lose our captain. And, and it, you know, Chakotay represents part of the Maquis crew. It all makes sense. So, but just Harry Kim going back and apologizing, that was very big of him, very mature mm-hmm. and responsible. And that's an ensign. And Harry Kim is supposed to be like a, a guy we're rooting for who's supposed to be better than that. And then just the fact that he just decides, I'm, I'm going to bring more facts in and maybe that will persuade Tuvok. And then Tuvok just says, the next word out of your mouth better be yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but he looks so fly while he's doing it tuvok yeah. looks really cool i feel like what's intriguing <laughs> you know what this this makes me feel like killing tuvix was worth it because tuvok just the next episode is like 
No, I'm like a serious person. Yes. I'm a serious member of this crew and the rest of your children. No, You're Neil, totally he, right. can, he, can, he can go. But. Right. And it's interesting that they don't, I mean, that's if this were made today and they still had 22 or whatever, Neelix would be going to Tuv- Tuvok being like, you know, we've been through something. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at one point we shared a mind, uh, but Neelix <laughs> is not even really a factor in this episode and he's the morale officer, which is weird, but. I thought it was a good scene. Uh, that was a great scene. Any other great scenes? Or do you just um, want to talk about that wait. purple road, which is, again, <sighs> it's a really cool beautiful. road. I mean, it's great. Um, and then the, at the end, when the crew has to work together to on a sequence of events to get the serum on board. Now, the way that Tuvok is instructing them, it's like they're t- he's talking to a bunch of kindergartens. Kindergartners, <laughs> like, first we got to do this. Like, first we got to pull down our pants. Next, we got to sit on the toilet and then we go pee pee. Like, it's like, it's like so like elementary of like, well, obviously we're going to do this. And that. like on any other crew that we've seen on Star Trek, they'd be like, yeah, of course. Like we already instinctually know what we're supposed to do. But it was nice to see them, you know, get it right for once. This is my solemn vow. I'm being completely honest. (laughs) I have not forgotten about that scene since it aired because just the simple way he says, here is the order of events. And then he just lays it all out. You know, it's just like, of course, Tuvok is like, all right, I got a bunch of, uh, <laughs> I got B squad here. Yeah, exactly. I need like... to be very careful. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a great scene. I totally agree. And you know, it's so there's nothing special about it. The way they handle it, resolve the, they fight off the Vidian long enough to beam the antidote aboard while the seal, um, while the shields are down briefly, all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Like, Um, can you imagine though, on like the original series, if Kirk or Spock had to be like, here's the series of events, boys and girls (laughs) had to lay it out like that. We'd be like, what, what what is he doing? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, a shot to everyone like transporting now and then our shields down. And then, I mean, I was like, uh, I mean, I did like it. I'm saying it's a great scene because it shows that this crew, you know, if given clear and precise instructions with a good quarterback. Yes. With a good quarterback. Yeah. Look, you got your, you got your, ugh, I just say it, your Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whatever, one of those lunatics. Or I, I, you got, you know, Dan Marino or whatever. Yeah. And the rest of the, the rest of the people don't really matter that much. <laughs> uh, Tuvok really did prove himself to be a fantastic captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get into whether or not um, the crew whining enough until he changed <laughs> his mind uh, makes him a good or bad captain. But I think as much as as annoying as all of them were and as pouty as they were and all that stuff. Like, I don't see all they did was put their head together to be like, we want to go with someone else's idea. Where was all this effort and, and energy when the doctor was looking for a cure? Yeah. Why wasn't everyone suddenly amateur biologists or, you know, uh, or epidemiologists or something like they could have done that. But no, <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> they basically were just like, can't somebody else do it? But anyway, uh, the other I like the scene where, you know, Chakotay's the whole time's like, this is, I'm accepting our fate more like he's trying to convince Janeway. They call each other by their first names. So Chakotay and Catherine, like, let's 
just be present in the moment and let's not worry about getting like, let's not make our whole focus getting off this planet, which that's an interesting question to maybe delve into if we have an opportunity. But the point is, is like, he's trying to convince her, like, let's focus on now and like make the best of it, make the best of things. Because if we're worried about the other thing, we're not going to do anything. Well, we're going to worry about if we're doing this right. And we won't, you won't do your research, right. We won't build a life and survive right either. And, and she's like, well, I'm not ready to do that yet. And then the monkey warns her, but there's a storm coming. And she looks up. The monkey? And there's a, and there's a patented... Like, what does that mean? What does the thing in the sky mean? Like, he's not going to answer you in English. Yeah. But he Jesus. came to warn her all the same. And then, and then there's a plasma storm that just destroys her research lab. Mm-hmm. And which I thought was fine, but I mainly I like I like the dramatic device of it all of the monkey showing up, and then at the end, when they are like, "Oh, we have a cure," and then we see them and Chakotay and Janeway are back in their Starfleet uniforms, ready to beam up. She when they beam away, she, the monkey comes and says goodbye to them, basically, or sees them once again, and then they <laughs> beam away. The reaction of the monkey freaking out. <laughs> it's like, where do they go? What happened? Oh God. I'll never forget this horrible horrible memory. (laughs) When my friend left. Best Trek tropes. um, I put Los Angeles as a faraway planet. (laughs) The 30 mile zone, baby. Yes. (laughs) And also I put the, um, as we mentioned earlier, the using the phasers to heat rocks, to heat the water in the bathtub. Nice. Yeah. And also, like, this is not a Star Trek trope, but it is a TV trope. But the little house on the prairie aspect of them being like, here's our shelter and we're going to do this and we're going to cut down some logs. Yeah. Like, that's a TV trope I sometimes enjoy. It's it's the frontier, but it's with technology and electricity. I don't get a they, they could have done like he mentions he's going to use the phaser to do some woodworking or whatever. Right. Like we don't yeah, really don't get to see it. them do that. Yeah, they don't really show it. Uh, oh, you know what? I take that back because remember he. Well, I guess the one moment is he shows her on the the laptop on the pad his his canoe design, the boat design. That's oh, yeah. the one little. I guess uh, that's a good one though. I like that. Any other best trek tropes? Uh, no, but I used to. So I, when, where I grew up was basically in Northern California. It was only forty five minutes outside of San Francisco, but. Um, Everybody, all my friends, like their backyards were like crazy in terms of acreage and cool places to hide. And so one of my friends and I used to do like a little house in the prairie type pretend play where we'd make a little tent and a fort and we'd be out there for hours. (laughs) I don't know if anyone was ever looking for us, but it's like that kind of stuff is very fun for kids and it's kind of a bummer. They don't really get a chance to do that anymore, but that aspect of it is a lot of fun. Yeah. There were, I mean, they, they never really get into that with this episode either, but I guess it's kind of there kind of suggested, but Chakotay's doing all the, all the building and all the working and, and all mm-hmm. that. So maybe that's why they're not doing it together. Really. Uh, I had Vulcan logic and loyalty. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Tuvok is a good captain. He's not using the star Trek thing of like, he doesn't, I don't recall hearing the word logic. Which is no, nice. I don't think he did. No, yeah, which there's is, a lot of which, words emotion. Like I don't yeah. have that emotion. I don't have that reaction. But yes, yeah. Uh, 
So there, that's good. And his loyalty both to Janeway, you know, his l- loyalty to Janeway is absolute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Chakotay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like every, everyone on the crew is like, we got to get Janeway back. And I guess Chakotay too. <laughs> you know, and, and as much as I like to rag on the crew of Voyager, they're at least smart enough to realize like, we might be f***ed if we don't have Janeway. So mm-hmm. maybe they are... They are correct that they need to bring back uh, their their quarterback, the real the real starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, so like there's a scene where they get all the supplies that the um, ship has sent them and they're like, wow, there's so much stuff here. Do you think Tuvok being the logical person, do you think he included prophylactics or do you think the replicator can just make that? Great question. Are are they? Yeah, they have the replicator, so I think they're they're. Yeah, good you think there. the replicator can make yeah. condoms and what have you? This is a good question. Did Chakotay think they were going to hook up while they were down there? Yeah. If they were there forever, yeah. More to the point, he could just get snipped in in the twenty fourth century, no problem. But why would he have done that when they going on a? On his assignment. Well, he wasn't even on the assignment. He didn't know he was going to be gone for that long. No, but he could have been snipped just like, I'm in space, baby. Like, it's not that big of a deal to do to do that, if you're guys. I, I guess, but... But they've got the replicator, so I think the, the condoms there alone. Although that'd be hilarious, because it's like, I got to imagine uh, replicating a prophylactic takes mm-hmm. up slightly more energy than, like, kale. That's yeah, my... <laughs> like I want some carrots. Well, um, I've unfortunately I've made myself an IUD, IUD, and I'm gonna need some help in starting that later. <laughs> like I don't know, pregnancy on the frontier seems like a bad idea. Is all I'm saying. I, I mean, as much time that passes in this episode, it still feels like to really get to the meat, you needed more time to pass. Yeah, because they were only there for like six weeks, and it was only yeah. that like a short period of time before like the research was destroyed. But they were still working on stuff after that. Like it wasn't all completely one hundred percent destroyed. Yeah, or like berries that make them horny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something to really push push it forward faster. Yeah, they needed. Although I think six weeks, when you think you're going to be there forever, is actually a pretty long time for people to hold out. What? After you've after you've yeah. already been marooned on a ship with the same person for like a year, you know you're not getting home home to your loved ones. Well, right? he he knows that, or at least he has that thought in his mind, and she does not. That's like a very clear dramatic conflict between them. Is that she's like, I'm still Captain Janeway, and mm-hmm. I'm going to science my way out of this problem. I'm not giving up. Sure. But I mean, I think under regular circumstances, well, in those circumstances, if it wasn't, you know, that particular character, most people like, well, you know, we're stuck here. So that's true. Assuming they were already like mildly attracted to each other. Right. Does this does this dynamic change? How much does it change if it's like an addition to Chakotay on the Maquis crew? There was like uh, an. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's oh, just yeah. like I mean, another random, just a hot guy. He, Six he weeks seems like, 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 like a lifetime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you get the right people together. Yeah, it's like exactly. Yep. Let's wait till they're out of communication range. <laughs> and then the clock starts, I feel. Exactly right. Like, how long does it take for like two hot people to be like, yeah, let's just do this? 
I, I would say very short time. I've seen uh, what's that? The the Bachelor in Paradise. I've seen that, and it's like two days. <laughs> right. Well, that's a little different. They're like we're putting we're being put together to fuck. We all know this, right? Yeah, but like yeah. Although somehow, somehow I don't know if you've seen that show. This I don't watch The Bachelor, but this this show no, is I don't watch funny. Because there's people who are like, I'm coming in there to mix things up to, you know, cause trouble. And then they, that the person always says that I always end up crying at the end. Like they didn't understand the assignment. No, I don't watch those shows. I just not not my thing. That's the only one. That one and F-Boy Island are the only ones I've ever watched. F-Boy Island, by the way. Great. <laughs> something something about real people doing stuff to that that's supposed to make me laugh is not the same as real people pretending to be other people trying to make me laugh. There's well, yeah. enough of Oh, none of them are trying to make you laugh on right, these shows. I'd rather someone You're try to make me their, laugh. At their, at their yeah. hubris, their misfortune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, if it's me yeah. and Chris Hemsworth, it's going to be like yeah. 20 within 24 hours. I think. I'd be like, let's just, you know, cards on the table. Right. <laughs> and I suspect if it's Captain Janeway and a and a Chris Hemsworth lookalike in on Voyager, yeah. who is a part of Chakotay's crew, like that also changes it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess maybe this is a best Trek trope as well. Maybe I don't know, but you just made me think because we haven't said it yet. Like uh, Kate Mulgrew as Janeway looks objectively very beautiful in this episode. Mm-hmm. She looks great. It's fantastic, uh, beautiful. I I actually. I think I appreciate that they didn't like try to make her hot. You know what I mean? Like they didn't yeah, like try to make her like sexy. A loin cloth or yeah, you know. exactly. Yep. And and he he looks. Uh, I was gonna say swashbuckling, but he looked good too. And it's like yeah, yeah, he you, looks a lot better than I you, had previously given him credit for. And if you're just walking by and you don't know anything about it, you're like these are two attractive people on the TV. Yeah, screen. they're two t- they they're two t- television yeah. actors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I also had best for best Trek trope Starfleet officers being workaholics. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's because it invariably leads to sometimes not as dramatically interesting, but it's always if you view it from like your modern seat of it's always kind of a little funny. It's like, dude, Janeway, she this guy totally wants to fuck you, and she's like, I, I'm pressing buttons. Over here, can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, beep, beep, I have my and notes I here. Yep, exactly. Like Voyager, they're trying to get home. They're trying to get through their day, and they're like, "Oh, we got to have the captain back." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like constantly. It's like, don't you want to like go hang out and relax? Like, um, I just want to make sure this gets fixed and we get the captain back. And a lot of people got together and we worked out this very intense plan. That if any step of it goes wrong, we're all dead and we don't yeah. get home. And it barely worked. It only worked, it worked because of the the generosity of one other person completely blind to the plan. <laughs> one of the Vidians who took pity That's on right. them was like, oh, I can yes. do this. Can who who this genuinely story. seemed to like them. Mm-hmm. She, she, and other Vidians, they've kind of ranged between like Arch like when we saw them last time in yeah, Deadlock, like, they're like, their ship's out of phase. <laughs> yeah, mustache twirly. Exactly. And then other times it's like, you know, I don't like harvesting body parts, but it's for my people. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, a very Star Trek thing. Uh, and then my last best Trek trope was Shaky Cam, which oh, uh, yeah. 
even as a teenager, I was like, why are they doing the like why are they acting like the planet just got hit by a photon torpedo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this huge plasma storm. It's not just any storm, it's a plasma storm and it rocks their it, shit really. It even good. knocked and even knocked the camera over. That's right. <laughs> um any uh any more? Nope. Okay, worst trek tropes. Why is the crew so pissy with Tuvok? They are like disdainful of him the whole time. They're a Especially bunch of boys. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just everyone rolling their eyes and just like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense. And just like really upset, even though two hours, like, these are the orders. So get going or whatever. And there's like, I mean, she, they've all been, the Starfleet personnel at least, so Harry Kim especially, they've all been trained like you're going to get orders that you don't like, you're going to, you know, that you disagree with. I, I do respect that they all were like, let's just present it again <laughs> because I think it's really important that you know that like it's all of us disagreeing with you. That was the one key thing that Harry Kim says, like a lot of people disagree with you, but, um, and you know, obviously Tuvok's not threatened by Harry Kim. Like you're going to mutiny no. me. No, <laughs> why would he be? <laughs> no, uh, but it's, it, it, it's very funny It because they are so simple and, and <clears throat> short sighted. And I don't know. Anyway, uh, any other worst truck tropes? Why is Janeway asking the monkey complicated questions and expecting a response? She believes the best in people and primates. <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what's he gonna, like, oh, he's like pointing to the sky screaming and she's like, oh. I think that's a, a that's best me, monkey. I think that's a best Trek trope. She's trying right. to communicate with an alien species. Why didn't we put that? And in also, even on Earth, you're not supposed to approach a monkey and try to touch it. She did reach out her give, hand. She you didn't can go give it diseases. It. You yes. can give it diseases and it can give you diseases. So don't do that. If you ever encounter a monkey or primate, sorry, non-human primate, don't try to touch it. I think this episode really uh, underscores the importance of wearing environmental suits or the shows bringing back the environmental belts because they uh, a bug bite does them in. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the worst Trek trope of like no seatbelts, yeah. no protection. You're just raw dogging reality, basically, <laughs> to use that tweet. To, like you're just wherever you go, there you are. And you're just you're just the pure you. And that's stupid because look what happened to them. Calling out shield percentages. Come on. We're better than this. No, mm-hmm. we're not. It's Voyager. This is this yeah. is where it's cemented. I'm surprised it wasn't more. This is where it curdled for me. Also, if if you're down to 58% that fast, you're not, it's not gonna last long. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like two shots and you drop eleven percent, not not good. All right. Uh and then this this one might just be for me. I don't think a lot of people would agree because it was very rare that Harry Kim got big moments and that's a fault of the show. I'm not going to even blame it on the actor. I'm like, listen, you, no, you don't have to yeah. cast all these people, but you're mm-hmm. not using them. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so he gets this episode's like a big moment. But at the same time, I think it's a worse Trek trope when someone indignantly says, yes, sir. I, I'm it, Picard's done it like everyone does it. And it's like some big ooh. And it's I don't know. I, maybe because I've watched too much Star Trek in my life. I'm like, eh. 
it seems like a very petty way of getting back at at the people you disagree with. And I don't know. Yeah. And then in the vein of it's just a dog in a dragon suit. It's just a monkey. It's yeah. Like the, the idea that because it's standing on its two legs and it's kind of stretched weird. I'm an alien. Yeah, I'm okay. an alien. Well, primate, yeah, like, you, know, you look like an actual earthbound monkey. So <laughs> that's funny. Uh, any other worse truck tropes? Nope. Most of its time quality. Jane and Chakotay's pioneer gear. Like I put it as Renfair costumes. Yeah. But you're close. You're more correct because Janeway, especially that is little house in the prairie for sure. Mm-hmm. Like just updated. Yeah. <laughs> but she's got like, I don't know, like some of it's not even practical, like long dresses out there. I mean, the, the weird grayish pinkish dress that she's wearing. I'm like, what, what is that? Is she going to die of consumption? Yeah. It's the ugliest dress you ever saw. That's what it is. <laughs> Even her towel felt like it was like they they that's a used towel. That's mm-hmm. like a nice towel. Tuvok didn't send the best linens down. No, he, yeah, that would maybe that makes sense though. He's like he's a man. Like, uh, got yeah, my tools. Junk. Yeah, exactly. I got my. They don't need, they don't need uh, the best. My my wrist flashlight. My phasers, they'll find some natural yeah, fibers and be weaving in no time. That's, that's true. <laughs> I'll build a loom for you. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I guess I also put the will they won't they of it, which is I think what inspired this entire episode and maybe yeah, I'm trying to be moonlighting and it was not close. And all TV was from the moment moonlighting came out, everything started <laughs> to try to be moonlighting. And this was no different. And I think it like uh, made audiences look for it where maybe it didn't exist. And and in television, you put attractive people together and most people want to see them get together. That's true. But the idea of like your two leads getting together, you know, X-Files was probably the last really successful one. Is there another pairing I'm missing after Moonlighting? David and Maggie. Well, I mean, all of the like, the 90s sitcoms like Ross and well, okay. Rachel. And... Okay. Sitcoms may be accepted, but actually why not? That, that influences it. Yeah. And this, so that's, that's where this is coming from. I feel like that's most of its time for sure. I actually like where they landed. I think I already said that, right? I like where they landed. We see this come up many, many times over the years of their relationship, their friendship, their trust in each other. Um, that I think that all works that it's the basis of prodigy. It's not really a romantic reason that she's looking for Chakotay. They're just bound to each other and, and she feel they feel loyalty towards each other. She really, it is almost in, in prodigy Chakotay stranded in the future and the proto stars, his ship that he sends to the past, the kids find. So that's like the whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> it is funny because they do kind of devolve into a married couple sometimes mm-hmm. because it, the basis, like, I do trust you, Catherine, and all that stuff. But later on, she's like, I'm going to go negotiate with the Borg. Like, a couple years from now, she'll be like, I'm going to, you know, the Borg won't necessarily assimilate us if we have the right cards in hand. And Chakotay's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I always have been alone. <laughs> it's like, I'm manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Good thing we didn't have sex back there on the planet. <laughs> This is just like just just like back on the planet when I was by myself in the bathtub. That's my Janeway impression. I'm sorry, everyone. You're you got the the stilt. You got the 
the clipping down right. But you've got to get you've got to get a little bit higher in the register. Yeah, Chicote, we we don't have a lot of time. This monkey's going to be back, and I'm going to drop everything to talk to him. So, <laughs> uh, now it's time for the line must be drawn here. Great line. Oh, I have one more. Sorry, oh, um, most of it's time quality. Uh, a live monkey on set. <laughs> so now it's just CGI. Yep. Yeah. I very I I did not care that they did the awkward cutting away. It all worked beautifully. <laughs> yeah, you can't really put a monkey with a bunch of people. Kate Mulgrew acting against nobody is mm-hmm. she's come here. wonderful. Yep. <laughs> the, the come hither finger yep. motion. Yeah. Yep. Aren't you a friendly one? Sorry <laughs> to move into your neighborhood. <laughs> now it's time for the line, Mister Drone. Yeah, great lines. I only wrote down one. Uh, that's the COVID working there. But Jane Wade to the monkey. Feel free to use the house. <laughs> <Maybe more. laughs> yeah, um, I just put the one by Tuvok. That bit of sophistry is not terribly persuasive. Uh, persuasive, Vincent. <laughs> Hold on, let's. We since we both loved it so much, I feel like we owe it to ourselves to read the line that gets the children of Voyager together to huddle around. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> what is it? Here is a sequence of events. We will drop shields to transport the medicine. At the same moment, the antimatter container will be ejected. As soon as it's clear, Mr. Kim will detonate it with a photon torpedo. Simultaneously, Mr. Paris will jump to full impulse so that we will not take the brunt of the explosion. Is everyone clear on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Timing is I don't want to have to say it again. <laughs> Put your uh, hands this- down. It's so weird because this is such a major Janeway Chakotay episode, I guess, uh, in the lore of the show and their relationship, that it might actually be the top two or three best Tuvok episodes. Yeah. Ever. Uh, he's simply marvelous. Uh, all right. The Anton Critian Award then for best performance. Do you want to give it to I, I do want to get. I do. I want to give it to Tuvok, our boy. I'm so glad you're not Tuvix anymore. Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to give it to him uh, with Kate Mulgrew because I really thought she was really good because Chakotay arrives at his decision or his reality very quickly. And so, you know, he has a thing, to, emotions to play. He's like, oh, I thought you'd be further along and accepting this than I would. And they had a little whatever. But she's, ah, I'm, I'm becoming, I'm giving up my command. Oh, I'm becoming a regular person. No, I've lost this research. And I don't know. She's playing a lot on her face. I also always think Kate Mulgrew is great, but you know what? Let's just give it out right to Tim Russ because rocking that purple fucking robe, man. Good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, just for that alone. I feel. <laughs> like he's like, I'm the acting captain now. That's right. <laughs> I get to uh, wear the robe. Um, do you think if this episode had aired, prior to the Tuvix episode, people have been like, hey, wait a minute, I like Tuvok, actually. Like, Great more point. so than... Because... I think we it, said... I, I like think we, we said... Like the, the consensus was, we didn't really know these characters well enough or have a connection with them strong enough to be like, hey, why you... Like, of course, kill a guy. I want my, my friends back. You're right. What if they had just flipped the episodes? Mm-hmm. Like, just one week would have been like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Wait, that's the guy who got us out of that jam last yeah, week. Yeah. And yeah. the other guy. Great notice. If we could send this idea back in time, mm-hmm. would, done it? would that change everything? Who knows? Uh, I got to give honorable mentions, though. Not Kate Mulgrew, even though I laid it out there, but the 
the spider monkey. Great job. But when it <laughs> when they disappeared and it freaked out, I was like, wow, amazing. But Dennis McCarthy's score in this one, he was on one from note one. We got the strings and where your trumpets coming in, all that stuff like or your horns are coming in a very rare W during the Berman era for the sonic wallpaper. That was the, the scores for most of these episodes. And I really enjoyed it. It stuck with me. I think it elevated the episode, whatever you think of it. But like, I think it, it was one of the things that made it that elevated it at all. So the Shatner then. Maybe to like the Vidian doctor. Okay. Dinara. I don't know. I'm not like really sold I'm, on that though. I'm going Garrett Wong as Harry Kim. Oh yeah, away. that's right. That's probably true. He really, he, I, I mean, I did really think he was going to do a mutiny and I thought it was going to be bad. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he, he put his head together with the other people. They're like, well, we'll just explain yeah. this. But if he had tried the mutiny, Tuvok's like, I'm the head of security on mm-hmm. the ship. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> I got to give an honorable mention, though, to... Kate Mulgrew's ADR or acting during the plasma storm scene when everything's uh-huh. blown around and she's witnessing the storm blow all of her samples off the table and destroying her equipment. She's like, Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> what part of this will they teach at Starfleet Academy? Uh, the Vidians may hold a grudge, but they do have lots of cures and also planetary survival apparently. Yes. Uh, well, we do get a lot of insight. Uh, Chakotay is very much like my dad. This blah blah blah. My people <laughs> say this, and, we, and now yes. I know it's all like fake quotes. My what part of this will they teach at Starfleet Academy? Uh, you already mentioned the good ones, but I, I think it's just going to be they're going to teach the cadets how to follow orders. <laughs> yeah i think they're gonna teach from this one like harry kim was in the wrong here uh it was kess that finally who finally convinces tuvok to change his mind and the episode kind of leads you along this line of like no that's the third beat the first two beats was harry kim's outburst on the bridge and then his apology turned try to convince him again but then Kess's emotional appeal is a third beat. But I would argue that on a ship that has like morale officers or has someone who's outside of the chain of command and all those rules, like they would have an outsized influence on the command structure and on Tuvok, who I don't think suffers fools and doesn't second guess himself. So it makes more sense that he's like, and Ensign's not going to tell me how to run my ship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. it. And then Kess is the one that's like, she told some story about her dad. Both of them, a lot of father's stories. Uh, dad My still dad died when I was one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. So like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So this, this happened six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I would just think that they would teach like, here's an example of shut your mouth, Ensign, and know your place. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe you were better served. The idea of, like, the crew is unhappy, a captain must be aware of that and factor that into their decision-making. I think that makes a lot of sense, too. But uh, he was way out of line the whole episode. Anyway. Could this episode have been hornier? and Would that have made it better? So it obviously could have been hornier because it wasn't horny at all. Yeah. I don't know if it would make it better. 
I mean, what an interesting episode would be is if it's two characters who are marooned, double marooned, and then <laughs> they create this little Eden for themselves, and then they're like, oh, wait, do we actually want to go back? Yeah, that's definitely one way. I think come back for us in a couple of years. We have totally not even really gotten into the whole, you know, the gender politics or the sexual politics of a woman captain and all that stuff, because it's almost like if it was Kirk and, a, and, and Uhura on the planet, it would have been much more that we would have come up consistently clashing against both of them wanting to. Right. And then mm-hmm. I feel like Janeway is both being written and Mulgrew has the integrity of her character enough to realize like this can't happen. She can't, but they're not like subordinates. That's the other issue is like Chakotay is technically the leader of this other crew. And then the chain of command. Well, she also like, you have to stop calling me captain. Yes. I'm, I'm Catherine now. Yeah. Like uh, that should have been, maybe that was another one misstep was the, how quickly they rush into that. Like maybe that should have been her last thing to go was recognizing like there is no separation between us and maybe everything was, they were too quick to like cheerily jump into their situation when it was clear that Janeway was not. So I don't know, but I think it would have been better if it had been hornier because we don't leave this one thinking, well, what if they had hooked up on the, like, you know what I mean? Like it's not a consideration Mm -hmm. because it's never really a moment. He sees her bare shouldered when she gets out of the tub in a hurry. (laughs) With mm-hmm. a towel on, and he kind of lingers and looks at her. I mean, he is leering shoulder. a little bit. It's kind of yeah. He, yeah. he is. You know what? That's true. He's leering. Uh, in fairness to the performance, Oogling, maybe well, not leering, but oogling in, a bit. In fairness, a little bit too much. Yeah, you have to like let it read on screen. So that could be part of it as well, because you would like to imagine that Chakotay is a little cooler than that. He was next to Bellana Torres all those years. Objectively yeah. hotter. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think it would have been better if it had been horny, right? I, I don't know if it needed to go to a kiss. I will say like, this. Just have two Star Trek characters have sex and it'd be like not a big deal. Yes, that's the other part. That, like, where's the Roddenberry? Later, but you don't have to be like, oh, you're told you're, you put the you nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. Finger on the head. What is it? No, I. that's COVID. You, no, you I don't know. put the... Hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, there is no, we are so far removed from Roddenberry sexuality, Star Trek sexuality. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. That it's like the fact that sex is a big deal at all is like, actually it shouldn't be according to everything we've learned about Star Trek up until this point. So I don't know. I will say this. Jerry Taylor seemed like she was a very chaste woman anyway. And uh, and so I would have just said maybe when he's giving her a massage, don't he doesn't mention his mom. Yeah, Jeez, that's yeah. one way to make it actually actually horny. He has no game whatsoever, none. But honestly, if if I was ever like, oh, let me tell you about my mom, like it would be yeah. a mood killer for sure. I mean, he's never like sweaty working. There's no, I mean, I can get it. You're at the end of a season. He probably is like, well, I don't want to have my shirt off. That's something for right after hiatus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you've told me, you've given me the script a month in advance. Then I have, but I mean, like there's, there's nothing really that suggests, you know, she gets the wet hair that gets the tub and he gets the building, but he's also like fully dressed the whole time. And it was just, I don't know. It was also, it could have been hornier and it would have made it better because I don't know how much this one just sticks to the ribs very much. So Trek, marry or kill resolutions. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's not very good, is it? I th- well, we both really like the Tuvok. Tuvok's that part is, in his storyline. That is true. I think I also really like the premise. I like the concept. I like the I like what what they were thinking. They were thinking in the right direction even if I didn't buy the the spark between Janeway and Chakotay on screen. I wasn't reading it the way the audiences were either or you know the audience like how the audiences were, but like I said the music, the direction there's like a lot of strong positives that are like, this has all the makings of a great episode. And I just don't think it really measures up. And it's not a bad one. Mm. But you're again, <laughs> you're anti monkey. So maybe, maybe uh, that, that I kill it for the monkey. Hmm. I don't I feel like the monkey was okay though for this, for this show. It didn't bother me, which is, which is high praise. <laughs> I mean, we can give it a soft trek if we don't want to kill it outright i think it's a soft trek for sure uh, okay and a surprising one i think kind of built into that is like this one maybe had some high expectations i seem to remember afterward the reception was generally warm and maybe some people thought this was like a bigger deal episode than it was and i'm pretty <clears throat> sure that time that the reaction to it has faded very much over time some people actively dislike it and other people just like forget about it and uh i think that's where we're at uh we're we're doing a valentine's kind of episode and nothing romantic about it except for yeah tuvok in that purple robe my goodness yeah that they should have spent more time on that <laughs> that's what it should have been should have been it's your room with tuvok and he's just got the purple robe and the and the mood lighting he he's so dapper uh, yeah just at oh, at zero 100 hours one mm-hmm. in the morning i am not dressed like that that's for sure <laughs> yeah no not many of us are do you think the um can the replicator make like illicit drugs i'm sure they can make it do that okay because uh, i'm like what, if you're, you're marooned on a planet if you're double marooned on a planet you might want some like cocaine here and there, right? Oh, I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> or smoke some weed. You right? press a button, computer, two meths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a meth addict. <laughs> I'm waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> Let's put the pedal to the metal. We don't need to live that long. Please generate PCP. Yeah, yeah. PCP. <laughs> there are 14 varieties of PCP. Please, yeah, please yeah. specify. <laughs> All right, next week, our two-hander theme continues with our second <laughs> Valentine's Day episode. Uh, we're doing two Valentine's Day episodes. I'll be joined by Kayla Iacovino and Brian Drew, hosts of the ShuttlePod on the TrekMovie.com podcast network. We're going to judge ShuttlePod 1, uh, the episode that gave their podcast uh, their name, and it gave another Star Trek podcast the same name. And I'm going to ask them if they've sued. And anyway, uh, so Shadow Pod One from Enterprise, Trip and Reed are stranded together and believe Enterprise has been destroyed. Can they find help before they run out of air or will the close quarters drive them mad? And they definitely don't have sex, do they? It doesn't even. No, it's no homo all the way. <laughs> They're so sad. So, so bro uh, Disappointing. Don't forget to check out our monthly animated spotlight, Katie Hampton. Join me this month to discuss episodes three and four from Lower Decks for a season. And we couldn't decide on either one, Kristen. We split both of our votes. 
Oh, Jesus. We need your help. Uh, listeners out there decide for us, break the tie, the total shocker, go listen and then vote. You can do it on Spotify or at checkmarykillpod.com. So and how long is this poll going to run? Uh, I don't know. Polls close on election day, 2024. <laughs> if you're in line, stay in line. I like to run the polls for like 45 days. Because Jesus I like to get Christ. people time to listen. And okay. that's it. I also don't want the I don't want the vote to be. We got a lot of votes. We got like 15 votes for for our last uh, poll. And so I'd like there to be. Wait, was that, that the many. one? Wait, how many votes did we get for the one where we? Um, Let me check. The one where if, you didn't believe if if, if Tom Troy Riker and, and Troy had sex. OK, <laughs> I, I, I want a live up, I want a live poll update. 13 votes. The poll closes in 12 hours as of oh this morning. Oh, my goodness. So when it me. runs, it'll be closed. Right now, it's 84.6% to 15.4%. Yes, it is only logical <sighs> that they hooked up. How <laughs> dare you all? I'm sorry, Kristen. <laughs> this is a well, legally I'm binding correct. poll. <laughs> I'm correct. So. Just because... Jane Wayne, Kote, and Trip and Reed don't have sex. It doesn't mean Troy is very evolved. She's like, I'm gonna get Riker one way or the other. So you just... think like, oh, it was like a dream, like like not a dream, but um, like a connection, telepathic connection. They had sex that way. That doesn't count, Brian. No, they had. A, I think they had physical sex, like the actual. I I, I disagree because okay. you know what. If it was off screen and there was no like, oh, it was great to see you last night or whatever. I don't know. They they should have had something. If there are deleted him... scenes, someone tell me. Okay. And I'll this change second, my mind. We're talking about Second Chances, the one we did mm-hmm. with Kate uh, with Kat Spada at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. We, we've we uh, we've reached the end there. And then uh, you've only got one more episode before your hiatus. We'll I know. Sad. I'm so sorry, everyone. But... <laughs> I must be going along now to my paying job. <laughs> the uh, the week after next will be your your uh, finale before your hiatus. Mm-hmm. There, but you'll be back at some point. All okay. right. So thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, and so until next week, TMK out. Bye.